Welcome to this week's episode of Bergen Bulldog Bites, brought to you by Bergen Community College and the Office of Student Life and Conduct. In each episode, we will introduce you to someone who can help make the most of your college experience. Welcome to a new episode of Bergen Bulldog Bites. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, and we are joined by Interim President of Bergen Community College, Dr. Tony Ross. Welcome, Dr. Ross. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Dr. Ross. Thank you, Thank Greg. you for joining us. Oh, you bet, Ian. Thank you. All right, let's uh, get into it. Uh, can you give us the Spark Notes version of uh, your journey to Bergen Community College? Ah, the Sparks Notes version. Okay, yes. Uh, very uh, Spark Notes like uh, version. Uh, I was asked to come to Bergen. Uh, oh, gosh, it was spring of 2019 as a consultant uh, to work with the Student Affairs Leadership Team on the uh, One Stop Center that was in the plans. Uh, I uh, accepted the consultancy. I came uh, to the college, I think, a total of three times during the spring of 2019. And uh, at the end, presented a report to President Redmond and uh, the executive vice president at the time. And I left and I thought, okay, I'm done. Uh, And that was all in a consulting job and everything went according to plan. Uh, Fast forward to August of 2019. I received uh, a call from President Redmond asking me if I would consider uh, returning to Bergen Community College as the interim vice president for student affairs. Uh, took me totally by surprise, uh, and I had less than a week to prepare because they were putting together a resolution to forward to the Board of Trustees to, uh, to get that approved. And so, lo and behold, I was uh, within a week's time, I was approved to uh, to come out and be the interim vice president for student affairs, which I, uh, I started in, gosh, it was September. And my contract took me through, uh, it was intended to take me through to December, during which time if, uh, a search was being formed or uh, a search was, yeah, uh, was starting for the vice president for student affairs position. Uh, we fast forward to November of 2019 and President Redmond uh, announced his plans to retire in December of 2019, at which point the, uh, the Board of Trustees asked me if I would consider being the interim president uh, starting January 1 of 2000. And I agreed to do so. And uh, they did that based on my background in higher education, been in higher education for over 40 years, uh, and had been uh, previously served as an interim president at Metropolitan Community College in Kansas City, Missouri, at their Penn Valley campus. So based on uh, that experience and the fact that I was here, they asked me to assume the presidency. So I joined in January as the interim president. Uh, and then a short three, two and a half, three months later, we were all involved in a pandemic. And so what turned out to be a, a six month uh, interim vice president's position, uh, then uh, translate transitioned into a uh, what was thought to be a six month uh, interim presidency position then turned out to be a full year long uh, interim presidency position. So here I sit. It's been a great journey. I've enjoyed myself tremendously. Uh, with the exception of the uh, the pandemic, everything's gone extremely well. <laughs> yeah, 40 years, I'm sure nothing prepared you for this. Uh, no, you know, you go through an awful lot in your career, but you never expect anything like this. You can't anticipate anything like this. I mean, even for large scale emergencies, whether it's uh, weather related, whether it's and unfortunately, I have to even think about what occurred in uh, 9-11. You know, you're not 
prepared for a, what in essence is a year long, year and a half long interruption of, uh, of the way you normally would do business and handle business in higher education and in life. So, so uh, you saying you've been uh, in higher education forty years? Is that something you knew you wanted to do coming out of high school, going to college? Well, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, going to college. Uh, I'm originally from Rochester, New York. Uh, one of I have seven brothers and sisters, so I'm the only one uh, that went to college. I'm the second oldest. So I took advantage of that and uh, went to college not really knowing what I wanted to do. I felt like I wanted to be a history professor when I went to college. I ended up being a sociology major. Uh, and then when I graduated, I was a typical uh, undecided uh, graduate that was leaving college. I didn't know what I was going to do. And uh, lo and behold, I had uh, I'd served as a counselor. Uh, for two summers for the Higher Education Opportunity Program, HEOP, which is the uh, the private university uh, equivalent of the EOF program in New Jersey and the EOP program in, in New York on for public colleges. So I did that for two summers. And as a result of that, uh, after I graduated, I uh, was asked to think about becoming a counselor, a uh, full-time counselor in a higher education opportunity program. And you know, it sounded like a great thing to do because I loved what I did. Uh, I did that for all of nine months from September to June. And then in June of that, the following year was asked to be a uh, the director of the program at my alma mater. Didn't have my, I had just completed my bachelor's, obviously. Didn't have a master's degree. Uh, but the, uh, the vice president for student affairs at my alma mater said, uh, we will grow with you and you will grow with us. Thus began my career in, uh, in higher education. You know, and it's been a, a fantastic ride. So, I, I just want to pivot somewhere. Uh, you mentioned that you were also an interim president in uh, Missouri. Yes, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. How different of a lifestyle is it in Missouri compared to either Rochester or Bergen County? Uh, I would say the probably the biggest difference is uh, that campus was a truly an urban campus in uh, right in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, the uh, the environment was much different. The, the students we were dealt with uh, were different than Bergen Community College's uh, students. And so it was, uh, from that standpoint, uh, very, very different. And again, being right in the uh, Right in between, if you're familiar with Kansas City, they had the Country Club Plaza area, which is where all the shopping is and high end. The college was right in the middle of in between that and downtown Kansas City and uh, located right in the heart of, uh, of the neighborhood. <laughs> so it was good. Great experience and uh, definitely different. The uh, the people in Kansas uh, and in Kansas City area, Missouri and Kansas, because Kansas City, Missouri, uh, really borders the state of Kansas as well as the state of Missouri. Uh, people are very friendly. Uh, you know, the, uh, they have that, uh, that Kansas kindness about them, if you will, and even that Missouri kindness. Uh, so you get that opportunity to interact with people in a much more casual way. So, you know, unlike, uh, and, you know, even though our, um, all of our, a good number of our students were commuters, the, uh, you know, the environment was different because the uh, the commute was a local commute versus uh, what I would call the metroplex uh, or the tri-state region, if you will, of uh, that Bergen is a part of. All right. Uh, so 
Pivoting back to, to Bergen now, uh, you mentioned your first stint at Bergen, everything went according to plan. And I would imagine, and your second stint at Bergen, it's been anything but. Uh, so, you know, talking about planning and, and, and <laughs> things of that nature, was there anything that you really wanted for Bergen or wanted to accomplish during your presidency that, that you simply couldn't because of COVID and that will now sort of be left to your successor? Uh, I think uh, it's, it's no doubt there there were a number of things. I think anytime you're you come in as an interim president, you really have to, or an interim uh, vice president, president, you really have to look around to see, okay, what is it that the college needs? What can we get accomplished in the short period of time that I'm going to be here? Uh, and what you miss uh, as it relates to the interruption that's been posed by the pandemic is to have the meaningful conversations, face-to-face conversations that allow you to engage your colleagues in, in meaningful ways to get some planning done. Uh, the, and I'll, for example, I'll, I'll mention the one-stop shop. I was asked to be a consultant when I, uh, came in for the one-stop, uh, center and that construction really kicked off, uh, in essence during uh, January of 2020, we relocated people, various offices. And, uh, then before you know it, as students were finding out and colleagues were finding out where the offices were located and their colleagues were, uh, we had to close the campus down. And construction has continued, but, uh, you know, that was a major uh, operation there that really has, uh, that's, you know, thrown a monkey wrench in it uh, as it relates to the college community seeing the growth and what was happening and to be able to witness what was taking place as it relates to uh, that particular facility. The other thing that's happened, obviously, that the pandemic interrupted is just the notion of what our students need. You know, our students crave the face-to-face interaction. Our faculty do as well as that, and, and certainly our staff, because that's what a college community is all about. Uh, and so when that has been interrupted for the better part of almost a full nine months now, uh, it really has hampered our ability to, to plan, to uh, accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, the celebrations uh, that you normally would uh, would have for students, faculty, and staff. You don't have the opportunity to celebrate in person, which in, in, in many respects means you, with the exception of the virtual commencement, you don't celebrate much. And that's been missing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're already getting questions about commencement 2021. So I won't have to put you on the spot for those at least. But, uh, you know, okay. as you can imagine, those, <laughs> we're already getting those questions. Um, so on the day that we're recording this, you have about three weeks left in your time at Bergen. And I think we're actually going to let you leave this time though. You know, who knows? Um, <laughs> Thank you. <but> Greg. <laughs> on your way out, my question for you is what will you miss the most about Bergen? You always miss the people, you know, there's no doubt about it. It's the people that make the place, uh, Bergen community college as a, as an institution is, a a wonderful community college and institution. I think there are some things that we can do to get better uh, as a college, we can. Uh, but as I think about what makes the college, it's the students, it's the faculty, and it's the staff. I'm going to miss uh, that interaction with the what I call uh, our Bergen Community College community. And, and it is a community. And so that's what I really will miss. The um, you know, I'm in the office today. I come into the office several times a week. And, uh, you know, with the exception of public safety and custodians, I really, I, I don't see very many people. 
And that's the livelihood of a college campus are just the people. So that's what's that's what I'm going to miss more than anything else. So, so you talk about this campus culture and you talk uh, throughout the entire interview about situational, uh, really in my mind I, mind, I see it as situational leadership where wherever you've gone, you've needed to provide situational leadership. That's, That's changed right. based upon the needs of the specific uh, culture that you find yourself in. Um, being at Bergen for two years, what would you say is the best piece of advice you would give to your successor, Dr. Eric Friedman, about situational leadership specific to Bergen's culture? The advice I would uh, leave with Dr. Friedman is to listen and to learn. You know, listen to uh, the students, the staff, and the faculty, and then to learn uh, from the things that they're, you know, they're talking about. Learn the culture of Bergen. Uh, oftentimes, people want to come in and make changes based on either a preconceived idea or information that we may have coming from a, a previous institution. And before you set about to do any of that, you really have to listen and learn the culture of the college. You have to listen to what people are talking about. You have to find out what's important to them. And then you can go about formulating a plan and you can't formulate a plan in a vacuum. You have to be able to have the right people at the table to be able to hear from them what they think is important in the direction in which you want to head. And that, more than anything else, uh, I always say, you've got to leave your ego at the door. You know, there's so many people who come into uh, leadership positions, if you will, and they don't check their egos. And so the ego gets in the way of them being successful. You know, if you want to be successful, you have to leave your ego at the door. You have to listen and you have to not have thin skin because some of the things you're going to hear, even though they may not uh, pertain to you per se, they may not be the most comfortable things for you to hear, but yet you need to hear them. So, so I, I definitely agree that leaving your ego at the door is definitely a really good piece of advice for anyone looking to get into a leadership role. Uh, my last question for you, Dr. Ross, is you know you, you mentioned earlier uh, that you've had this fantastic ride of a career uh, in student affairs. Right. Where's the next? Where's the next stop on on the, this fantastic ride? Ah, Ian, you, you did it to me. <laughs> I don't know where the ride is going to take me because uh, I left California State University in 2016 and I retired from Cal State LA. Uh, my wife and I did some traveling and I did some consulting. And the next thing I knew, uh, in a very short period of time, I became the interim president at Metropolitan Community College. And uh, I did that for a year and then took a breather and, uh, you know, then I started consulting again. And the next thing I know, I found myself here at Bergen. So I figured what will happen next when I leave Bergen Community College at the end of December, that uh, I will, you know, go home to Phoenix, catch my breath, and then we'll see what the next great adventure holds for me. Uh, I'm a big believer in you never say never. And you mentioned at the, uh, the top of your questioning for me, you talked about situational leadership. Well, it's also about situational life so that when the opportunities present themselves to you, you have to weigh uh, whether or not it's going to be the right opportunity for you. Uh, and then you look at the situation and you say, okay, either I can or I can't, and I'll go forward and, or I won't. So uh, it's life situation, whatever it presents for me, and I'll be open to it. 
Uh, one of the things I will tell you is that uh, I still have a lot of energy. I still have a zest for what I do. I love higher education. And so uh, I would not be surprised, and my wife wouldn't be surprised either, that if it found me back on a college campus within uh, six months to a year's time frame. I really would like to get past the pandemic, though, before I take on anything else. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Make sure you definitely do take that breath in between <laughs> Bergen and whatever comes yeah. next. Really. Um, Thank so you. As, as we wrap it up here, um, the closing question we ask all of our guests, uh, the slogan for our office is leave your mark. Um, and this is probably a, a more uh, profound question, given the fact that you're, you're wrapping up your tenure as president of the college. Um, what mark do you hope that you left at Bergen? I hope I've left a mark that says that we, we listen, we learn, we treat each other civilly, uh, we respect each other, uh, because they're, those are the foundations, in my estimation, of good leadership, uh, of working successfully with each other. Uh, it's about how you shape the culture. And, and part of what I've tried to do uh, during my time at Bergen is to make myself accessible to students, staff, and faculty, and, and my administrators, and to be able to then say, okay, if you know, feel free to give me a call. I've, I have freely given out my cell phone number to people. Uh, I've, you know, if I handed out a business card, I'd write on the back what my cell number was, so people knew how to reach me. Uh, certainly via email and to respond to various emails. So I, my mark is what I, what I hope to have left is that. The office of the president is accessible, that uh, don't feel intimidated by the fact that it, the office itself is located on the third floor in the corner of Pitkin Center, but rather to feel like the office of the president is accessible to you as the president should be accessible. You know, we oftentimes we, we and I'm saying the collective we, uh, as people, we get intimidated by titles. We get intimidated by those who, men in particular, wear suits, sports jackets, and ties. And uh, we have a tendency to think that those people are untouchable, if you will, or out of my reach. And in reality, we're all regular people. You heard me say at the very beginning, I have, uh, I come from a family of four brothers and four sisters, uh, eight of us as as siblings. And I knew early on, where I came from and my community and my family and how important that was to me. And my brothers and sisters and my mother and father were the wind beneath my wings to go on to college and be successful. I've always said, thank you. I've always told them I love them. Uh, we're now, you know, very much in advanced stages of our lives, but it's, uh, there's never been a conversation where it hasn't started and ended with, I love you. And I think when you are, that mindful of who you are and the importance of family and those around you who support you, then the trappings of an office should not be uh, the type of thing that you hang your head on. You've got to always be yourself and be authentic in that regard. So. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Uh, thank you for all the wise words. Once again, we would like to thank the interim president of Burn Community College, Dr. Tony Ross, for joining us here today. My pleasure. Thank you.
If any of our listeners have any questions about this episode or would like to make any recommendations, please contact us at studentlife at bergen.edu or Instagram page at bergenslc. From Jared, Greg, and Ian, see you next week. And to all my bulldogs at home, keep on barking. Oof, oof. That wraps up another episode of Bergen Bulldog Bites. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future guests, please email us at studentlife at bergen.edu. Thanks for stopping by.